Masechus Rosh Hashanah, Perik Dalid, Mishnah Dalid. We had said previously that uh, Rav Yochanan Menzake made certain takanas, and uh, we're going to visit more of those takanas today. Um, this Mishnah is the last Mishnah on that topic. We'll see, um, so we'll guess, if you're keeping track, we'll see takanas four and five of Rav Yochanan Menzake here. Although, um, we're actually back on track with, with Rosh Hashanah and Kiddush HaKodesh and so on. So it says here now, Verishona, originally, Hayyumakablin Eidus HaKodesh Kolayom. They would accept testimony that the, the, by witnesses who said they had seen the new moon the night before, Kolayom, the entire day of what would be Rosh Hashanah. Let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. Okay? It's a, it's a bit of machlokus exactly if we're talking about Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Chodesh or not, and when if only Rosh Hashanah extended to Rosh Chodesh, but it doesn't matter. Let's talk just Rosh Hashanah for a second. So what happened is, um, obviously, the Adam wouldn't have come there in time for the morning, the the the, the first offering early in the morning, the the Korban Tamid Shal Shachar. Um, but if we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, they would assume that it's Rosh Hashanah anyways. Okay, um, so the reason why we said it is that essentially it never happened throughout Bayashen that they, they would have a mu'ubar, a 30-day El. So they assumed that the 30th day after Rosh Chodesh El was Rosh Hashanah, even though no witnesses had come to testify yet. So they treated the day like Rosh Hashanah, and they, they proceeded as such. Now, sometime in the afternoon, what's supposed to happen is Adam are going to come and confirm that indeed is Rosh Hashanah, and that'll be good. And then they'll do the, the Benahar. Then, then in the afternoon, they will um, bring... A musaf, an extra additional offering, which is a musaf special for that the Torah mandates for bringing on Rosh Hashanah, and um, followed by the the ben arbaim, the tamichel ben arbaim, the afternoon offering. As we learn in Maseches Psachim, uh, under normal circumstances, you're not supposed to. That's it. The, the, after the ben arbaim, it's all done. Now we'll learn more in Kachim Bez Hashem, but basically, just in this most brief outline, what's going on with the when you bring a, the karbanos. The, the Tamidin, the Korban Tamid, is you bring, it's an animal, you bring its blood, and it's, it's, it's an olav, and it's fully burned on, on the Mizbech. Accompanying with that, that's called a, a zevach. A zevach means an animal offering, okay? As opposed to a mincha, which means a meal, like a non-animal, but a, like a flower offering. So the, the Tamidin, the Korban Tamid, is accompanied with a mincha, that means like a, a, a meal offering. It's also, after that's done, then there's Immediately afterwards, there's an, uh, a nisuch, a, a libation, a wine <coughs> libation, a wine offering. And well, as soon as they start doing the wine offering, they sing a song. That is the, the shir shalyom that we reference in our end of our davening every morning. That's connected to that. That the levium, once they do the nisuch, the nisuch yain, the pouring of the wine, they would then also at that time commence with a song. And there were, there were different songs for different times. And there's a different song that's unique for, uh, for Rosh Hashanah as there is for maybe all other Yom Tovim and certainly other days of the week and so on they're different, they're different uh, songs so obviously when you're bringing your Karbanas you need to know what, 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 where you are are we talking are we Rosh Hashanah or are we not Rosh Hashanah and then what should we sing now it's the, the, the Tamid Shel Shachar is easy to do in as much as they didn't make Chazal weren't Masaka in a special in the morning one a special song for the day it's a regular Thursday morning Shir Shalyom whatever it is so it's easy. Um, but the afternoon one, it depends. What, in the, the afternoon one, you need to know what to do. First of all, you need to know 
um, the Mishnah doesn't discuss it, but Tosas asked the question, so I was put in there. You need to know, you're supposed to know ahead of time, are we offering a Musaf? Or are we offering, which is supposed to come before the Ben Harbaim or afterwards? Before, but once he offers, after you offer in the afternoon, tell me that it's supposed to be closed for business for the day. That, and there's a second issue, which is the Mishnah's primary focus, um, which is, and what song do we sing? What song are we, when we bring this korban? Good, it's going to be burned. But what, do we, what song do we sing with it? Do we sing the Rosh Hashanah song, or do we sing the you know Thursday afternoon song? We need to know. Um, but you can't know if Adam haven't come. Now, as a side, just as a side point, I don't get bogged down by it. But Tosos answers the reason why the mission is not focusing on the actual which korban you're bringing, is because they answer that Tosos answers that in extenuating circumstances, you and we actually saw an example of this, if you recall, in Pesachim, even after the even after the uh, Bein Harabim is brought, we could still bring a carbon. Not supposed to, but you could. The example we saw in Pesachim, I mentioned there are other examples, there are very few. Um, but uh, there was, if you remember, someone who's going to get cars, otherwise we let them, their offering come late. And so to hear, because it's, it's a Tziburi mitzvah to bring the, to bring the Musaf, we're not going to bring the Musaf. So that, that's Tosa's answer. Now, for, for, for our concerns here, the issue is going to be, at some point, you have to bring the, the mincha, and you have to know what day you are. Now, the normal time the mincha is brought, also Islam Sachem, is at what's called mincha katana, which means nine and a half hours into the halachic day. Okay, so, in other words, you see the word mincha inside here. The word mincha in our Mishnah is referring to mincha katana. As I'm sure you're aware, they're, they're, the afternoon has got two times called mincha. One's called mincha gadola. That's the earliest time you can say mincha in our customs, that, and that's in our tefillahs. And that parallels the earliest time they could bring the, the, the Bein Harbaim, the afternoon offering. That's at what's called six and a half hours. When we say an hour, what we're basically saying is you take the beginning of the day and the end of the day as the, as the daytime hour, and then you divide it into 12 units. And then, uh, so six and a half hours means obviously just after midday. The idea is just after, mid, just after midday, when you can see the sun is already, it's certainly on the far side of the day, moving towards evening. And uh, where exactly that, that measured from, I don't get into it again, we've, just, we've mentioned it a few times, that's the machlokas between the Magan Avram and the Gra, which pops up on all their calendars and with the, you know, with the Kriyashma and everything. According to the Gra and the Balatanya, you measure the beginning of the day as sunrise and the end day as sunset. It makes it pretty easy. If you're used to looking at the sky, I've been looking at the, I've been watching the moon every, and like, where things are every night now since we've been discussing it. Like, you already get used to, like, you know where to look and what to expect it because you're, so we, don't, we look at our wristwatch to keep track of time largely, but it, before those good old days, people were, well aware of where the sun was in the sky, and they knew what time it was based on the sun's location. We're probably less sensitive to that because we just don't use the sun. We're indoors mostly, and we don't really pay much attention where the sun is. Like you probably don't pay attention where the moon is, but if you would be in that world, you would. So the grass says sunrise, sunset, and it's very simple and very reasonable. It's easy; you could see, and that's why argues that must be the pshat. The Magen Avraham learns that the beginning of the, of the halachic day is going to be at first light. That's called Amud Shachar. Let's let's call that without getting to additional complexity, say 72 minutes before sunrise. It depends on a million things, Machlokas and Matthias, but anyways, let's give you an idea. It's a little more than an hour before, and then it, it ends at three stars coming out in Nacht, which, let's call it again, 72 minutes after sundown. Although, of course, as you know, there's a world of complexity. So he's basically got a different day. Either way, um, the earliest time you could bring it is from six and a half hours. Normally it's brought at nine and a half hours, of those hours I just referred to. And... Um, the problem is the Aiden might come later in the day. So this, the story in our mission now is going to be that, uh, that they had to bring the, they bring the, they brought the, they wanted to bring the, the, the afternoon offering, but they didn't have, didn't have Aiden yet. So they didn't know which song to sing. 
They know which song to sing. That's the story. So it says here. Barish, that's all the background. Now it says, Barishona, originally, originally that accepts the witnesses to come. Let's learn Torah. Rosh Hashanah exclusively. The Rosh Hashanah witnesses, it could be also Rosh Chodesh witnesses, the whole day long. Because you also have a Musaf on Rosh Chodesh, same, same situation. One time it happened, the Edim were delayed in coming. They didn't show up in time. So they didn't know what to do. So, Bashir. the Levim thought, oh, maybe they're not coming, maybe they are coming, and therefore, they, when they brought their offering, they didn't sing any... The Gemara gives two possibilities. The, the shot that Bartonur brings, the Pashup shot is, they just didn't sing anything. They just, you know, there's a general principle, if you don't know what to do, it's called Sheva al like sit on your hands and do nothing. Literally, sit and do nothing. Don't do anything, and then, you know, that's uh, God's problem. What are you going to do? You can't, you can't do... It's better than doing something actively wrong. So they didn't sing, this, this sing the song properly, and therefore, as a response to that, so it shouldn't happen again, either on another Rosh Hashanah or even on any Rosh Chodesh, Hiskinu, they made it to Kana, and this is revealed from Zakas to Kana, Shlo Yu Makablin Ela Ada Mincha. They would no longer accept witnesses past Mincha time, meaning the time of bringing the Beit Harbaim, the afternoon, nine and a half hours. Meaning, we're bring, the clock was, we're bringing our Mincha at nine and a half hours. If the Edom haven't come by then, we're treating this day as whole and we're moving on. Tomorrow will be, tomorrow will be Rosh, Rosh Hashanah. Now, obviously, the day started being Rosh Hashanah because they thought the Edom would come. And therefore, even though the day is certainly not Rosh Hashanah because they're not letting the Edom testify, so it can't be Rosh Hashanah, still, of course, I don't know, of course, but still, they treated the day as Rosh Hashanah. They didn't say, oh, I guess, you know, all bets are off. We'll come back. You have to do Rosh Hashanah tomorrow anyway, so that you can be Machal Yom Tov, so to speak. Of course, they didn't do that. The reason I'm saying, of course, is because they assess, kind of like even we can assess normal human nature, if it's like, if you could dispose of, of, of Yom Tov half of the day, then people will come to dispose of Yom Tov, not take it seriously any, any uh, future times, and they'll think, oh, you know, so therefore they said, either way, it's going to be treated as a Yom Tov in terms of observance, but anyways, after the Mincha time, we're, 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 act, we're not allowing the Adam to come, therefore we have no more Suffolk, it'll be a regular day, and Russian will be tomorrow, and then, and same goes with Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh will be tomorrow, which the point is that they must have blown shoulders. They treated it like Rosh Hashanah. Now, yeah, it doesn't help anything, exactly. Um, yeah, of course it did. Yeah, of course it did. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. 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 They did not. They did not. So, im bo edem mina mincha ulamala. So, if the edem showed up late and was after mincha time, no hagen also hayom kodesh ulamachar kodesh. Then they did, as I just explained, they treated the day that day as Kodesh, even though it really it wasn't, of course. It turned out to be, after the fact, we see it wasn't Kodesh. But then, they, for the reason I explained, for human nature, they were, didn't, didn't uh, equivocate. Ulamachar Kodesh, and same to the next day, then would become Roshan again also. Now, that is a Takana. So that Takana now stands. And when, the, when a, when a, a based in Shibiminyan, like when they have a vote, like the Sanhedrin has a vote, so what they now declare is binding, and it's stuck. So now, Mishachar base of Mikdash, once the base of Mikdash is destroyed, really the reason for the Takana is no longer effective, and no longer relevant. In other words, there's no problem to be made because there's no song to be sung, because there's no Korban to be brought. So therefore, really, there's no reason to have a Takana, and they should just treat it as a Rosh Hashanah. And like, what's the worst that could happen? The Adam will come late, so, so big deal. There's no, no potential problem. Nevertheless, since it was done by Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin's decisions are binding, and they, they stick with us, that you can't, so you can't accept Adam, and you can't make Makadosh after Mincha time, even though, even though the reason no longer applies. So therefore, Rabbi Yochanan Menzake has to come up and make a proactive new Takana against that original Takana. He says, we're changing our minds now, not just 
it wouldn't, in other words, I'm saying this all because because Manazea, we don't have the luxury of, of, a, of a Sanhedrin to undo things of, of, of the past, but they did, so then he did. Hiskin, he made it to Kana, Rabbi Yochum Adzakai, Sheyu, Makablin, Eidus, Achodesh, Kalayom. He says, no, once again, we'll accept Adam the whole day long because there's no reason not to. But as, a, as opposed to this, for example, our, our situation today, where, I'll give an example, probably, probably the best example of all, which is not with Rosh Hashanah per se, but other holidays, we keep two days Yom Tov. The reason we keep two days Yom Tov is because of what we learned earlier early in the Masaf, you need to send out the Shluchim. The messengers need to go around onto the diaspora and tell people when Rosh Chodesh was, and there, there could have been a Suffolk, and therefore people were afraid, and they didn't get information soon enough, and therefore they kept two days out of Suffolk. Maybe it was today, maybe it was tomorrow. Obviously, that has no relevance to us today in terms of, ostensibly, has no application to us today because we know when Rosh Hashanah is going to be in the year, and and Sukkot is going to be, and Shavuos is going to be, and the year, you know, whatever, arbitrarily in the future that you want to pick. Nevertheless, since we haven't got a base to undo it, we can't make it the kana that says we don't keep two days anymore, so that we're stuck with until, I guess, until the Sanhedrin reconstitutes itself. I, my bet is they will abrogate it. That's my bet for what it's worth. <laughs> and if we're living in the day of, of you know, the, the, this, I, in my imagination, though, the Sanhedrin will have, like, a website, and they'll, like, you know, <laughs> you click on, and you'll see, you'll get your instant, you know, your, your, your email alert, ah, there are Makadosh HaKodesh, and you'll know everything's good. But uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be like that, by the way. I'm sure it'll be like that. But, uh, well, the, the only internet will be clean in the, in the Muslim Shia, so it'll be okay. Um, that's that. Now, I'm Rabbi Yeshua ben, ben Karcha. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha pipes up. Remember, according to many, he's Rav, uh, Rabbi Kiva's son, right? The old those hiskin Rabbi Yochum and Zaka. He says there's one more takana I want to tell you about that Rabbi Yochum and Zaka did. Shefila Rosh based in the Cholmakom. Even if the, the Rosh based in that was the person who declares Mukudash, right? Even if he's in wherever he is elsewhere besides where the Beit normally convenes. Then, the, notwithstanding that, the Edom who comes to testify should go to wherever the Basin sits. And, and who cares that the Nasi is elsewhere? And, and therefore, they'll just declare him Kudash without the Nasi. In other words, you don't need the Nasi, and they're not going to go chasing after him. The, the home base for Edus is going to be wherever the, wherever the Basin sits. Remember the, if you remember that the Basin is going to start moving around over its history, and that, that's the place where it convenes, that's the place where the Edom go. End of story. And that. <coughs> That's how it was. That's his Takana. That's how it was then. Uh, it's funny for me to say that's Allah because it's not a gay today. Okay, very good.